Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. My name's Phil, a mixing and mastering engineer. Well, greetings to you. We are officially here. It is 2022. It's almost like one of those words that works the same way backwards and forwards, but it's not because it's got a zero in it. Stupid zero. <laughs> anyway, this is very relevant. This week, I'm talking with Bob, Gareth and John of One Last Day. We chat about all sorts of things, like how they recorded in lockdown and that kind of thing. And it's a it's a fun conversation. It goes off the rails a few times, but it's really good. So stick with it. I'm going to stop blathering on. Here we go with One Last Day. So today on the podcast, I am joined by Gareth, Bob and John of One Last Day. How are you all? Good, thanks. Very well, thank you. Yeah, good, thank you. All good. Sat here with a nice cup of tea. It's a very wintry day. All is all is good. All is well. Oh, is that a whiskey there? It's spiced rum. Oh, that's a good choice. Yeah. Water for me. Bob's an alcoholic. A little bit. <laughs> I'm celebrating a new job, so... Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, yes, congratulations, Bob. Oh, yeah, congratulations. Thank you very much. So my first question for today is from a, an online random question generator. Um, so it's a bit random. Um, would you rather be stuck in a broken lift or on a broken ski lift? Ski lift for me, because you'd be able to go just around and see and observe the scenery and be part of that cycle. But it's broken. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But still, you get to see stuff. You, you can see the scenery. If you're just in a lift and it's broken, you've got someone... Or maybe if, if you're on your own, then it's still you just got the four walls. But if you're with someone else, they could be farting and God knows whatever else. So you don't want any of that. No, just ski lift. I'll take the ski lift as well. That reminds me of a movie. There's a movie where they get stuck in a ski lift and then they try and get out and then the wolves start eating them. Like wolves, <laughs> Sounds no, like a bad yeah, dream, wolves. John. No, no, the wolves come out of the, the woods and they start like tearing them apart and stuff. It's it's a definitely I definitely watched it. But I'd have to go for a... I'm not sure, actually. Who am I in the lift with? Well, um, that's up to you, really, isn't it? Whoever you like. It wasn't specified. So um, I automatically went to... It's a whole... You know, the, the lift is packed full of people. I don't want to smell them. I'd rather be on a, a broken ski lift so I can just observe the scenery and take some inspiration from that. Well, if it was just me and David Attenborough then um, I'd probably go with the lift. <laughs> and Gareth, you said you said ski lift? Yeah, ski lift, because then I could do like a James Bond-style escape from it and go down the mountain. That's what they did in the movie, Gareth, and the wolves ate them. <laughs> Not in the James Bond film, they didn't. It doesn't <laughs> work. It's a dangerous choice. I think, I, think, I think there's no good choices here. Um, so, so my first serious question, uh, move, moving swiftly on from that, away from oh, James Oh, that Bond. wasn't serious. I thought that was... That, believe it or not, no, that I wouldn't I wouldn't call that a, a serious question. Um, Damn, I really have to think about it. How did you all get into music in the first place? Oh, um, blimey. Um, well, like most, it was from um, a young age. Um, I think just... You know, just listening to it and um, uh, particularly, you know, guitar-based uh, rock music um, stood out the most to me, like uh, spoke to me, um, you know, really connected with it. And 
I don't think there's many genres out there that you can connect to like you can with rock music. Yeah, I pretty much, I'd give a sim- very similar answer. I just grew up with music, so, um, but all kinds of music, you know, rock music included. And I guess it just connected with me a bit more. See, I, I'm kind of different in that sense because my, my parents, my, even though my mum loves uh, the Beatles, the Shadows, the Shadows she loves, but it was more my dad's stuff that was played, which was always country music. So a lot of Patsy Cline, Jim Reeves. Um, and then when I was nine, my dad gave me I Maiden's Run to the Hills, seven-inch single, and I've still got it on vinyl. I've, the, the actual vinyl that he gave me, the seven-inch, um, and I put it on my record player in my bedroom, and I was just like, what is that? And we, when you hear Iron Maiden, it's always that tinny Steve Harris, dunk, dunk, like the gallop. I was like, what is that? And that's that's what made me fall in love with heavy metal, British heavy metal, um, hard rock, and just led me on on my musical journey. So I, you know, I have my old man to thank for that. So cheers, pops. That's exactly how I got into it as well. If I had a penny for every time I heard that story, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you've um, you've got a really soft, calming voice, Bob. I like the sound. Have of it. I? Yeah. This is why I do the job that I do. So, John, tell me about your day. Ooh, it just makes me a sense of shiver down Tingle my in the ear. <laughs> this is the ASMR episode. Hmm. <laughs> So, <laughs> moving it forward a little bit, how did the band get together in the first place? Uh, well, me and Gareth. Um, me and John. Um, oh, hang on. It was me and Gareth, me and John. <laughs> I think we were in a cub- club called The Village in Soho or something. You were dancing on the bar, Gareth, of Angel Wings. No, we were at a... Uh, we, were, we, well, we were friends for a while, but we met, bumped into each other one night, didn't we, at a... Um, at, uh, Cold Chamber concert in 2015, so and that's when we started writing music together. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I went to watch um, who was supporting them that night. It was um, Dope and uh, Dope, oh, yeah. I went to Dope anyway. I'm trying to think who else was supporting. Uh, anyway, it was a great concert, great gig uh, somewhere in London. Uh, we were like, we should write some music together. So me and John have been writing music together since then. It just eventually formed into. What it is now. I just picked up some waifs and strays along the way, basically. And then you had a band. Yeah, we went through a good few uh, teething problems. So essentially, went to a concert to watch Cold Chamber and Dope, found John, <laughs> and yeah. the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, basically. We were, we were lovers before then, though. We, uh, we shared many nights and uh, many movies and uh, all sorts wow. together. That's, that's quite the story. <laughs> And it's 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 very much loved. <laughs> it's beautiful. This is this is going out. This will be broadcast. I'm just making that very. That's what Gareth tells me when I turn around and look at him. Anyway, it's love. <laughs> but I think from there, expanding from that, it was. Um, uh, there's been various incarnations of the band, right, guys? Um, there was uh, a different singer. I, I think Adrian's been with you with the band from the start, right? Uh, no, about yeah. about yeah, about a year after we started, maybe not even that. I don't know, but yeah, Adrian's sort of uh, Adrian's been part of it for quite some time now. He left for a little bit, and then um, <gasps> every day, yeah, I know. And then uh, then he came back. He did a me right. Yeah, well, yeah, they always come back, don't they, Gareth? 
Exactly. Well, that boomerangs. That's what it is. Yeah. One, once people get Gareth and John, they always come back. <laughs> <laughs> Does that answer your question, Phil? <laughs> um, in a roundabout sort of way, I, I guess. Bob, how did you get involved? How did I get involved? Um, so there, I, there was an advert that was placed. I, I don't know where it was. So a very close friend of mine called Dave or DJ, um, he responded to that um, that advert, and I think he was speaking to Adrian. And once he heard the music, because he's very much a industrial metal kind of fear factory uh static x kind of a, a bass player he said that he he messaged me because we were in the band together as well um he said bob this might be your up, more up your street so i had listened and i got in contact with adrian and here we are i joined for a little bit then i left because things happened um and then i came back and here we are we're writing more music and it's been it's been a journey it's been good a question which I always wonder about bands, and I've never thought to ask until right now, is where did your band name come from? Oh, okay, here we go. You ready? So, um, <clears throat> well... I've heard this so many times. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I was I was working a job I didn't really like, and it was the end of the week. I've been there all week, and uh, I was sitting in my car, and I just thought to myself, come on, John, you've got one last day. And then uh, it kind of stuck in my mind. Didn't really sort of put it out there to the guys. And then we were all sitting around Gareth's one one evening. Uh, well, say all of us. It was me, Gareth, and uh, Adrian. And then um, we were sort of bouncing back ideas. And then I just said, oh, what about one last day? And uh, it kind of stuck like that, yeah. And as we know, being in bands, Sid, are you, uh, sorry, Sid, um, Phil, are you in a band? Yeah, I have played in bands. I'm technically in a band right now that is doing absolutely nothing. So I basically am not in a band. Amazing. But as you know, finding a name for your band is just, it's so difficult. So John it is a good name. Pulled it out of his hat. I mean, I've, it's I, I one of those names there, to sort of remember. It's not just like. It's like a zombie movie. That's how I remember it. Thank you. <laughs> and, and it abbreviates to old, and we're all getting old. We are all very old. <laughs> so it's got a double meaning. You should see how many grey hairs Gareth's getting now. It's crazy. You can see it in my beard, look. Look how many grey hairs Bob's got. Not in his beard. <laughs> you won't find any anywhere else, mate. <laughs> He's smooth as a baby seal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it helps you swim faster. It does. It's good to know. <laughs> so, um... So you started as a band some some time ago, and did you go straight into songwriting or did you go into covers first? What was your approach there? Straight into songwriting. Uh, yeah, we've never really done covers much at all, have we? Occasionally uh, we just jammed through some bits and bobs, but we've never never bothered. Um, the song, the song, and our um, our EP uh, chapter one, the end is the beginning. There's a track called um, uh, With You Again. And uh, Gareth and I, that was actually the first song we actually sat down and wrote together. Was it really? Um, yeah, so that must have been... See, I'm getting to know stuff as well. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, so that must have been... Um, how many years ago, Gareth? A lot. It's just been sitting around <laughs> until Alex came along and put some vocals on, so... Yeah, about 
probably over five years old, that song. So you, you had no desire to ever think about doing covers? It was straight into this is our music that we want to do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, personally, for me, I've always uh, preferred doing originals. I've, I've never really gone down the cover road. I've covered songs, but I've never gone down the cover road. You know? I think as a as a musician, you always pick up and you learn from from playing covers. Um, I mean, when you're in your bedroom and doing whatever you do. I mean, I don't know what John does in his bedroom, but we'll, I sing down a hairbrush like everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think we all do. You know, I I, I learned from Metallica books and music theory books. And that was it. Off I went. Now, some of the first stuff I learned on guitar was probably Nirvana or something. That's a quality choice. Wasn't it Oasis? Yeah, I swear it was like, who's that bloke? <laughs> Surprisingly not. You've got a poster on your wall, Gareth. Yeah, on the bedside table. Are we still talking about Oasis? We're, well, we are. Gareth doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> What was your first gig like as a band? Oh, that was at the Acoustic Couch in Bracknell. Um, it, it was it was interesting because obviously before that, I think we'd only been in the studio a handful of times because as a band, uh, myself, uh, sorry, Gareth, John, Adrian and, jo- uh, and Alex had been together for a while, obviously trying to find a bass player. Um, so I went for my audition in November 2019. It was it, it, that just feels like such a long time ago. Twenty 2020. Was it 2020? Yeah, I was going to say, man, it wasn't. It must have been 2020. It feels like long. I mean, we, you know, last 2020, we wipe out. That's why I, I went. I went back there, but yeah. Um, and then obviously, the I think the second or third lockdown hit, so we didn't get back in the studio again until such a long time afterwards so when it come around to actually doing our first gig that was the first time i saw bob (laughs) (laughs) i've never seen him in my life (laughs) we had two jam sessions before is that what okay there you go so and it's you know you get to learn a lot when you play live especially with people you know you've not spent a lot of time with and it was it was interesting it was good was that an acoustic gig then no don't let the name just don't let the name fool you exception it's just it's very echoey in there. No, it's a good venue actually. It's probably one of the best. Uh, well, pretty much the only live music venue in uh, in Bracknell now. Really, it's under a car park. Yeah, it needs a bit of work. It, it certainly needs a bit of work. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool venue. And the stage is good. The stage is big. Yeah, it's about five hundred capacity. Obviously, there was people queuing out the door and because we reached the 500 and we couldn't let any more people in. But um, Yeah, that's exactly what happened, John. Uh, but, yeah, um, <laughs> it's a great venue. So was I... So I've seen you at the Fighting Cox um, not so long ago, as we recorded. That, was that one of your relatively early gigs together as a band then? That was our second. I did not know that. There you go. That was our second gig. I'm, I am learning all sorts. I mean, it, it may be a, a testimony to how good you are together but i couldn't tell well that's good that's good to there know you go. that is good to know at least we're doing something right to be, to be fair me john and adrian have played those songs million times over so as long as bob can drop in on it there's you know they've never would have been much issue anyway yeah, but <laughs> you still have to gel with each other feed yeah. off each other and what what was the new song you played at that that gig uh, as time stands still 
I think that was like the third time, I, fourth time I played it. Yeah, it's probably about and the second was... time I played it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It went all right. So, so um, where do you where do you rehearse and and how do you rehearse? Because I know there's different approaches to that kind of thing nowadays. Well, we uh, we've got two places uh, that we sort of that we've been using recently um to accommodate each band member um but yeah just um you know we we prefer as a band to get together and actually well the only way to do it is to get together and get in the room and feed off each other and turn it up loud and get involved you know you just can't yeah you just can't do it like like if we were rehearsing now it just wouldn't work you know yeah I think over lockdown as well, we, we learned a lot with regards to remote recording because that's how we did the EP. And that's how I learned all the songs. It was, it was you know, we're doing this one next. It's in the file. Go and, go and download it and have a go. And there, there we go. That's that's how, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a little box of milk tray. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> so you're in a, so you, you go to a sort of traditional rehearsal studio and rent out a room, that kind of approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as John said, we've got two places that we use. Just depends what kind of mood you're in, or are they different places entirely? Um, they they they're in yeah. So one's in Adelston, the other one is in Farnham, Farnborough, Farnborough. Sorry, yeah. So it's it it depends on which which room has space. So you know that's 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 how we use it. It can come down to that kind of thing, and yeah. Do do you use like ear protection and things like that? Because I don't. I'm hardcore. John does. I think Gareth does. Adrian You've got does. To set the money makers, you know. <laughs> See, I'm too old. I don't care. <laughs> didn't know you get over a certain age and you stop caring. I didn't know that's how it worked. Well, you know, when you've been doing it for 25 years, you just don't really give a monkeys anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, what's your approach as a band to um, songwriting? Um, and it sounds like you've had a, a very interesting time as a start together as a band so i don't know if that's kind of affected the way you tend to write well we kind of all all ideas are welcome um you know um and i think it 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 usually starts with um an idea that uh gareth and i have laid down on um guitars and then we kind of relay that to the boys and then they put their input in and then we kind of just build on it from that, you know. But ev- everybody puts in their own flavour, their own piece, you know. Yeah, I mean, sometimes um, sometimes, sometimes one of us, someone will have more of, a, more of a song than just a riff and we'll work from there. Uh, Obviously, Bob's um, relatively new to the to the band, so hasn't you know most of the EP. He's done a lot of obviously adding the bass and bringing it to life with that sort of side of things, but hasn't been there when those songs were written from the beginning, apart from the intro track on there, which Bob wrote with Adrian. So it might you know might be a slightly different process. See what see what input Bob has going forward for the future songwriting. The songwriting process for me is it's it's been different because generally within a band 
mix you you know you're in the room and you start with a riff and someone creates a drum fill or a bass line or there's a, a melody that you follow but with uh, the guys it's very much it was already there so I've just got to try and create something that's going to fit well with the whole dynamic and it's it's been it's been a learning curve for me. You've done very well. We don't we don't tend to very, very jam in the room with the full band to write songs these days. We just you know, but we could do in the future if, if it works that way. Where um where do lyrics enter the equation during songwriting? Are they quite a late addition or quite early on or? Well, with uh, with most of the EP sort of that we're just about to release. Um, once again, Alex sort of came along in the process a bit later than when we started putting the music together. So they were all the lyrics there were written at the end. Um, but we've got a couple of new songs uh, which we've played live. Where um, there's one called uh, "Out of the Black," where um, Alex actually had all of the lyrics written, and me and John sat down with him, put some music around the lyrics that he wrote. And then there's another one which. Um, I had a all over the place kind of bit of music, but Alex came around with some lyric ideas and we rearranged it all together to fit around some lyrics. So, um, so, so it's all up, you know, it could all change. But with the EP that's just about to release, as I said, all the lyrics were all written at the end after all the music was ready. Yeah, makes sense. So I, f- I find it interesting, the idea of... Um, putting music around pre-existing lyrics was that was that difficult was it easy did it have a natural kind of alex had had, alex had an idea of what he wanted and uh, the lyrics uh, the verses are all sort of rapping anyway so um we didn't have to worry too much about melody that's interesting you'll hear some rapping from our singer (laughs) um so it wasn't but you know as long as you've kind of find the key i suppose that you're sitting and then it's easy enough isn't it you can kind of figure it out i guess preferably like getting the music and then great sticking the lyrics on top is is a better way i i disagree i think there's no better way because it's all about being creative and there's many ways to be creative tension it's a <laughs> it's a very phil lineup way of writing music is put is essentially writing a poem and then putting some music around it. That's very much the way he did songwriting. Yeah, exactly. It's it's creative and it's expressive. I mean, I've been in the band where we've written from the drums out. So it's a drum pattern and then you write the bass line and then the guitar lines and then the melody follows. That is unusual. It was stressful. <laughs> Good song? Or... <laughs> but we've got, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> so... This might be an interesting question to ask since you're so relatively young as a, as a band um, around. Um, <laughs> I wasn't referring to your age, don't worry. Um, what, in your opinion, and you can all have different answers to this, what has been the biggest success of the band so far? Um, probably uh, reaching over sort of 5,000 views on our first music video we ever did. That was That was a really awesome achievement um and that was great fun filming that video as well um to just uh you know be part of you know a professional 
music video and the response we got for it was great. I agree with that. Um, just to add to it, though, I think, I mean, it's hard to really say when there's, when we haven't really done so much, but I think the, the, the sort of the response we've been getting from our live performances has just felt really good. And I'd say that sort of felt like a quite a good success. You know, I mean, they've been small crowds and there's only been a, a small number of performances, but the, the crowds have been very, very receptive to it. And the, uh, the reviews uh, that we're, we're currently getting for the EP, Chapter One, The End is the Beginning. You know, the reviews are great. It's amazing. Like, uh, it's, it's awesome. Like, you know, you put your heart and soul into something and there's people out there that are loving it. Um, and it, it's, it's a great feeling, you know. So it's good to know that people actually like what you're doing. Yeah, and just to expand on that, when when we did the uh, the release show, the pre sorry the pre release show, obviously Phil, you were there. We sold CD number one for f- fifty quid. So if someone's willing to spend five times over the amount that we've got it up for sale, then winning, very much winning. <laughs> I meant to get a CD at that gig, and then I just I just completely forgot. <gasps> I know, Philip. Oh. Right, this is over. Right, cut it. <laughs> what are we even doing? Is it possible to buy a CD online? I thought. Yeah, yeah, one. I'll send you the link to Bandcamp later. You have to buy five now, as a as a punishment. Twenty pounds each. Yeah, and you have to cover your naked body in them and I'm take not, a picture. I'm not sure about that. They don't. <laughs> I think this bit might not go in the podcast. I'll be honest. <laughs> So, so um referring to the <laughs> trying to draw it back trying to draw it back <laughs> referring to your um newest ep that you got coming out you say that you recorded yourselves all at home was that out of choice or was it just because of where we were at and what was was possible to do i guess i'm asking if you were recording it now would you do it the same way oh yeah totally out of choice yeah much um, it gives us the uh, the time uh, to make sure we get the recordings how we want. Um, I mean, I I studied at ACM in Guildford. I left over 10 years ago, but I studied music production there. So, you know, I've got a bit of knowledge in that side of things anyway. So it wasn't, it wasn't difficult to, to, to sort of get started on it. So we thought, you know, why don't we do all that at home but then it came around to the mixing side of things we thought we'll outsource that just to get get it sounding as professional as we could you know plus um you know i need about six hours just to record like one little guitar lick um so if we actually had to pay for studio time um it would be dreadful uh i'll i'll be even broker than i already am so now john if if i was going to say to you that most of the ep is one take how would that make you feel um well you're obviously just not a perfectionist bob (laughs) (laughs) you just let it happen yeah you've heard my bass lines right i have yeah 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 um I've, i've got red light syndrome yeah gareth has to always trick me he's like no no i'm not recording and then he tells me afterwards. Or I just record John's parts for him. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. 
Oh, if you could see John's face right now, it would be. It's a picture. If you could see me, me now, now. <laughs> I'd say thanks for recording some guitar past. <laughs> I think it's it's a it's a common misconception that a lot of people have that if you don't record in a studio or if you record at home, it's not going to sound any good because that is emphatically just not true. You can get amazing sounding stuff recording at home. You just need to have a little bit of know-how of what you're doing and you, you're golden, aren't you? Yeah. Well, that's why so many studios have closed down, unfortunately, because you've got people like Gareth that just go out and buy a Mac and learn how to work it. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth's not saying anything. He's just rubbing his chin. Gar- you should see Gareth's face right now. He's looking thoughtful and pensive. <laughs> You're the reason, Gareth, all these top-notch recording studios are struggling. Yes, Gareth. Well, Good it's not know. as if I'm charging people to record with me because I can't really do that. So, Oh, that's even worse. He's undercutting as well. <laughs> I think... Well, one thing I will say, I think it's very wise when you're recording yourselves as a band to farm out the mixing side of things and that kind of the end of the production. Because I'm sure you'll all know when you've written a song and then you go on to record it, you get so familiar with the song as it stands that you might even begin to hate it a little bit because you'll go, is this actually any good? Because I've just heard it way too much. And it can get that way. And then it takes someone else going, actually, no, I'll take it on and mix it and take it that last stage to really help you. And it's a whole different art form as well, isn't it? Mixing and mastering. Um, yeah, that's why we sent it off um, to get it mixed and mastered. You got you got to know these you got to know these things about yourself, haven't you? And it's it's important. Moving over a little bit, how is the the band managed? Is there a single person who is in charge, or do you share out tasks between you? Or we we like to share things as much as we can, but um, there are times when others probably do more than others. But you know, as long as that's um, you know, it sort of goes back and forth, doesn't it? You know, um, we do have a a management company we work with but that's still early days so um you know putting that aside when managing ourselves i think i think we like to try and split the tasks as much as we can and we have um we have a very uh lovely young lady called faye that helps us out a lot she does a lot of behind the scenes stuff she works hard with bob actually bob and faye uh, they do a lot behind the scenes and uh adrian's really good with like all the video editing side of things and the um more of the uh social media stuff um yeah so it's all collective gareth's really good at like getting all the stuff um out to um you know uh production uh like spotify and uh iTunes and all of that malarkey. I think it's really important to have those people who specialise in different areas. I think especially especially so when it comes to social media because that like is a real undertaking to be a social media person for a band. 
Yeah. John, John's really good at looking pretty. Yeah. I'm, I'm the face. So why, why, why are you not the singer if you're the... Too much of a diva. Yeah, I didn't want to... I just didn't want to show Alex up. Um, I wanted to give him a chance. Yeah, so I thought I'd take a back seat and just play lead guitar, you know. Is, ta- is playing lead guitar ever taking a back seat? <laughs> Good uh, point. I think that was rhetorical. No comment. I think I've learned everything I need to learn about that. <laughs> so what goals do you have as a band for the next six months to a, a year or so? Try and book some gigs. I mean, we've got a couple lined up for next year, but we need to fill it out a bit more. Um, uh, we've got some more songs in the pipeline, so I'm thinking by the end of the year next year we might have the chapter two out, but we'll see how that goes, you know. we just got to... But, you know, that's... It'll take a lot of work to do all that, so we'll just have to see how it goes, won't we? I think, yeah, goal number one of gigs is, is a very good one, especially now it's possible to gig again. <laughs> Well, at the moment... Let's not be too negative. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to be The way be things fine. are going, you know. Do you want to add anything to that, Bob? Let's hope. Sorry, what? Any plans for the next six months to a year? Anything to add? Oh. That's just kick as much as possible. Yep. And if I see any near me, I will definitely be there. So, <laughs> Well, I have, I have one last question. Um, Bob, are you all right? Sorry? Oh, Bob, he's like biting at the air and stuff. Uh, I have no idea what's going I'm on. I'm not sure what's there, going on. I, I need to put my Invisaligns back in. Uh, oh, I see. That was a oh, horrible that's a beautiful sound. sound. <laughs> that was, can we keep that in? No. Hang on, this one's the worst. Oh yeah, that might that might make it into the podcast, but I might I might think better of it. I don't know. <laughs> so we've got like a, a forty two minute show. You're just going to edit it down to like ten yeah, minutes. It's be like oh, a one minute. <laughs> It'll be fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> so you guys have a new EP that's coming out, I believe. At least as we're as we're talking, it's about to come out. I think when this podcast goes out, it will already be out. But when is it coming out? Friday the 3rd of December. Excellent. Well, it will have been out for about a month by the time this podcast comes out. Wow. <laughs> Scary times. So where, where can people find your uh, EP to listen to it and to buy it? Yeah, you can listen to it on all of uh, you know, all the popular streaming sites or your favourite one. Uh, you can download it from Bandcamp. And if there's any available CDs left at this point, you can buy one from Bandcamp as well. All the relevant links will be in the show notes for you to click on. So you have to remember that. Just just go down and click. Enjoy. So to close out the podcast, I'd like to ask for your favourite song. Might have to find some agreement here between you what your favourite song is to play at the end of the podcast. So which song is that and why? Let the fight commence. I'm here to stay. Yeah, I was going to say that. I'm here to stay. It's a new, it's a new one from the EP. It hasn't been on radio yet, um, and yeah, I think yeah. it would be good. I agree to... with you. Yep, there we go. We all agree. There you go. That why was that, easy. Why is that the favourite one? I don't know. It's just uh, it's got everything you need, really. It's my favourite to play. Well, that's as good a reason, really. It's a good song. I enjoy it. You know, it's not. It's I... rocky. Yeah. It's melodic. 
It's heavy. It's got layers. I don't know if it's necessarily my favourite song, but I couldn't really decide what my favourite song of ours is, but I think that's a good one to play, so... So, this is One Last Day with I'm Here to Stay. Guys, it's been great to talk with you. It's been great. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, thank you. Long nights of rising